everyone. So thank you for listening to Just Getting Started. And I want to tell you that you're listening to a godly podcast. This is none other than the host. And today I have a special guest, my sister, Becky Orr. She stays out in Houston, Texas, and she has been awarded the Teacher of the Year 2021 and 2018. For her campus, let me tell you, her outreach to these students is phenomenal. And she has been re- rewarded, let me tell you, seven different rewards while she has lived here in Texas. That's a, a reward times two in a year. This year, she had three awards. And so she's going to get into that. She's going to tell you about her, her story, her ministry, and how God has really blessed her. And today's title is talking about what we are willing to let go of and so this is going to be a phenomenal moment that you don't want to miss i want to let you know that my sister her name is becky or again her first language naturally was art she is a legend for art and so she speaks um english and everything like we do but when you see her poetry when she does spoken word when she does a painting you can literally feel that thing jump off and speak to you and so without further ado i'm so honored for you to hear this conversation where she's going to speak a little bit about herself she's going to tell you some poetry she's going to give you some raw key confident um pieces of her life that will able you to let go let's get started Hey guys, so welcome to Just Getting Started. I know that I introduced my sister already on that first two-minute clip, but I did not do the justice. Let me tell you, um, we have a phenomenal person that's going to share with you something that should bring a sense of just release to you, and none other than, right, the Honorable Becky Orr, my sister, my older sister. Um, So grateful for her to, to be able to be available and to allow God to use her um, in this moment. So, um, Beck, you know, hey, hey, you know. Hello, um, hello, everybody out there. Thank you for having me. And, um, you know, God, God, thank you for this opportunity as well. Yes, yes. So I just want to um, let the listeners kind of, you know, um, get to know you a little bit. You know, would you share just a little bit of your background? Um, so that they are able to um, first, you know, not just see the rewards, but understand the part that you overcame. And so the the rewards were natural, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Teaching is like a a love for you. I know art is definitely your natural language. And so you've combined that in a job that allows you to be in education for, I believe you said over the last, how many years? 10 years. Wow. So yeah. that is a lot of wisdom. And so I know that you have a lot to say, right? To, to, to be able to just speak on that element of just working with children and being in. Yeah. So um, take it away, you know, go okay. ahead. Well, um, you know, everybody, I thank you again for allowing me to speak this evening. I'm really excited to be on uh, my sister's podcast. 
Um, I am originally from Indiana. I relocated to Texas in 2015. And before that, um, I spent about eight years in education. I was not a teacher. I was an instructional assistant. And at that time in my womanhood, which is what I would like to speak about tonight, I was unsure of myself in every way. You know, um, the principal at the time kept saying, you need to become a teacher. You need to become a teacher. And, you know, as young woman at the time, as a young woman at the time, I had a lot of self-doubt. And I just said, no, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher. It wasn't until I actually moved to Texas that I got my teaching certification and became a teacher um, in the classroom. And so, you know, all the prior experience that I had in Indiana with with being a building substitute and an instructional assistant, working with kids hands-on, it really led to me really thriving in the classroom. Um, But all of that is a segue into who God has created me to be. Um, I thank him that I relate to children. And I think that comes from a broken childhood. You know, when you have these broken pieces, you can relate to children, uh, especially I'm working in Title I schools, kids of the lower economic and things like that. And, you know, kind of go through the struggle day to day with their families. I can relate to that. And so who am I? kind of hard to define yourself when someone asks you that but first of all I'm a child of God um, I'm a mother um, recently um, engaged yes yes so God is moving some things you know and shifting some things and I'm really excited for what he's doing in my life um, outside of teaching I've always had a creative mind um, and I want to um, ask that you kind of bear with me tonight as you know I kind of go into a few pieces of poetry that I have written and so to kind of define myself I'll go through the beginning middle and the present okay if that makes sense I'll be speaking about womanhood and um, this is a piece that kind of will knock on the door of what I used to be and how I used to be and how a lot of young women start off especially when you had a broken childhood you know the family structure is sort of off you know so This piece is entitled, Walls of the Mind. Walls of the mind, limitations. I was trapped in time, consistently hearing the same thoughts of the past in my head, like a steady beating drum. I played my cards out on the table, not knowing I was angry about what I was dealt a broken childhood, a crumbled little girl into a shattered woman. Due to this pain, I allowed my friends to become a bottle of poison, a need for attention and nights I'd rather not mention. Walls of the mind, limitations trapped in time can grab a hold of you. But my scenery began to change. When I started to give your name the praise, Lord, you knocked on the doors of my heart and I allowed myself to be free, no longer neglected. No more this little girl crying out to be rescued. Now, freedom of the mind, peace overflowing in present time, consistently yielding to your will for my life like a steady beating drum. Wow. 
So, you know, that piece just shows where I was at in my life when I'm realizing my testimony. You know, sometimes we think of ourselves as broken pieces, right? And you realize it still is a masterpiece because God has made us. He's he's made us fearfully and wonderfully made. And so when I was writing this in 2016, I was looking back over my life on, you know, coping mechanisms that weren't the best. Perhaps a little bit too much wine every night, you know, perhaps seeking attention in the wrong places, you know. Right. So, I mean, when we talk about womanhood, and that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight, you know, I had my son when I was 21 and I was finishing up college and I was ready to go ahead and start my life, but yet I had a life to take care of. And I just knew there was no way I could not take care of this life. That was just, it was already inbreded in me. And it's, it was no, you know, for me to do this, to be a mother, it came naturally. But I didn't realize I was still immature in so many ways. So I would just, you know, I thank God for delivering me from, you know, when we, you know, grew up really without a father, that sac that's, that sacrifice that I had as a kid, not growing up without a father, you know, growing up without a father, it does something to a young woman, you know? Mm -hmm. And so through, through the time of me trying to know that I'm okay, just saying I'm okay through these years, you know, in my late teens, early 20s, mid 20s, all the way to knocking on 30, I thought I was okay, right? And it, it didn't take much to realize at 30, something's up, you're in pain, but you've kind of pacified yourself all these years through your 20s. And so my womanhood in my 20s, I, I wasn't as strong as I could have been, you know? But through the grace of God, I look back at it and I realize it was all for a reason. It was a reason feeling lonely at night, you know, it was a reason for, um, you know, my son's father and I not working out after three years into my son's life. You know, people grow apart, you know, things aren't always meant to be, but thank God for the blessing of my son. So I had to keep continuing, you know, and for a long time, I felt like the woman and the man. So, you know, in my womanhood, I was like conflicted because I'm like, how long am I going to have to do both roles? But a woman can't do both roles. You know, in my opinion, I'm thinking this is an overload on a woman. This is an overload on a woman. So, you know, in, you know, in that time of my life um, in 2016, I think 2016 was a reflective year for me. I did a lot of reflecting. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking back. So... Yeah. I mean, I think we spend a lot of time reflecting and, and you're trying to um, figure things out. God will help you figure those things out. Definitely agree. Um, well, I'm over here writing down some good notes because I, first you, you, you hit it out the gate when you said, um, I'm going to tell you the beginning, the middle and the present. That alone right there could be a whole nother show. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I really do. Um, like I said, she speaks through um metaphors through poetry yeah mm -hmm. metaphors um just a different type of uniqueness that somehow brings you like i said to a release to a pause to where you start to 
think really deeply on something that's been said even up to this point we just started recording so another thing is that you said broken pieces are the the the, uh, masterpiece so that means that all those pieces right in the masterpiece were broken so we've got to take on a different view or perception of when we are broken so that that right there in itself was another like whoa did she's i'm over here like wow okay (laughs) yeah i mean what kind of comes to mind you know when you're a child you don't have no control what happens as far as you know your family makeup or the the destruction of the family or things falling apart and you know or parents not being able to care for their children you know and falling into the system and that is that is the story that i have is um you know story of being in the system but then being able to be um adopted by a wonderful a wonderful mom and she's been with the lord now for many years since 2003 excuse me 2003 2004 excuse me and losing her at that time felt like i lost everything and now i was 18 so when you come from a shaky childhood where you're removed from your parents your birth parents you're placed in different homes. You finally land a home, but you don't remember any of this, but you can feel it, right? And so if I were to ever look back and really read all the documents, it would tell me everything. I don't remember everything because a lot of things are a blur. My childhood really starts, when I start to remember things is when I was, when we were adopted, you know, when I got adopted and my mom was so gracious to adopt several of, uh, of our siblings, you know, and my life really was like in puzzles at that time. I had forgotten that I even had an older brother and sister. And so when you come from a childhood where all the pieces are scattered and then you haven't seen the pieces be put back together, because even, you know, in the adopted home there, you know, my adoptive father, they, they quickly got a divorce. So it was like, dang, I, I, I thought I was gonna have a daddy, you know, didn't right, happen, right. you know, and you're seeking all these things. So by the time you turn about 17, 18, 19, 20, you realize, you know, you're still seeking something you've had. There's still a small little piece of girl. It's like arrested in your development, you know, we say. It's like when the, when, when the pain hits, it's almost like there's some type of stopping in the development of a person in some areas. Mm. So I decided, you know, after my 20s to stop letting that stop me, like stop letting my past be a reason why I can't see a better future, you know, thinking that, oh, maybe I'll never find the right situation, the right man, or, um, you know, I'll always have to play both roles. Yup, you're on all over the place. But my point is, in my childhood, things were shaky and I didn't have a clear picture of what family looked like. So then by the time I have my son at 21, I really didn't know what it took to keep a family together. And and it took me a while, even took me all the way up until <laughs> a little bit past, you know, my early 30s to really realize what a woman's role is. and. When I think of a woman, I'm thinking of an encourager. I'm thinking of a person that has unwavering faith, bravery, you know, and all these things that, you know, God has already instilled in us. 
but like I said, because of broken pieces, sometimes we don't tap into these, these, these gifts that are already inside of us because of the pain. We let the pain override us too long. And then you wind up and you look back and you're like, dang, I let that ride too long. I gave the devil too much credit. Some of this stuff I'm carrying on, you know? So, you know, when I decided to be set free was um, like when I started writing a lot of poetry in 2015, 2014, 2016. And, you know, I made a decision to be celibate for many years. And that to me reset the clock. Ladies, when we when we when we're not married and we're giving ourselves away, it really pulls us down, in my opinion, as a woman, because nobody deserves that prize but your husband. And so to me, I had to stop trying to seek attention. And I had to stop trying to, you know, find a daddy and, and, and you know, and find and do all these things that were just really bringing me down ultimately as a woman. And um, that decision changed my life. I really felt like God gave me the power, gave, gave me back the power in my life. And I was making a lot of great decisions. And one of them was coming to Texas. I really, really love the diversity of where I'm at. I love the opportunities. And God has just been kind of moving things forward in my life. I met my fiance in 2016. And, you know, so, but um, yeah, Juanita, I just really appreciate the opportunity just to talk a little bit about that. Um, about the testimony that God has given me as far as coming out of abandonment, you know, with, with my, our birth, you know, parents coming into, um, accepting myself, you know, and for a while you don't realize you don't, might not even like yourself because of the pain you've been through, you know, you start to take it out on yourself. And I had to realize it's not the way to go. Right, and that ties back into what you said a little bit earlier. Um, you said, yeah, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then, you know, you sit back and you're like, oh, I'm actually not okay. And so when mm-hmm. you start being honest with yourself, um, the purpose of where you are can actually kind of be like at the forefront, which leads you into immediate repent. Like you, you go repent, you go figure out how to get back to God anybody that's that's in that place where we're like oh i'm okay and then all hell happens right and you can't keep it together mm-hmm. you the shelter is god for me and then the podcast does know that you know we are a godly podcast we talk about christ mm-hmm. we talk about how he is that safe tower and so we we definitely hear that testimonial being in your life and how he redeemed and was able to renew you know, and to now again to be able to manifest those things that you desire, right? Now they're full effect. Okay. They're 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 public so people can see it because you practice those things in private. Um so I wanna go into a, a little question here. Um what would you say would have been um besides poetry, um the biggest way of release, like when we talk about you know letting go of of who we are which is you know basically your woman you know you're talking about womanhood Mm -hmm. um what what was the thing that you could definitely let go in like what was your release i found comfort in in worship and um you know you get you gravitate to some of your worship songs that really speak to your heart 
and finding that closet space, you know, and there's times where it feels like it's in seasons where you really hit that closet space. You really hit your face and, and praise and worship and honor and reverence for the Lord and just your alone time. And, um, and then sometimes you feel yourself needing to reconcile and come back. You know what I mean? A little bit more intimate with the Lord, you know, get rid of all distractions and get back with him. But as far as my letting go, it is when I'm really in my worship time and I'm in my one-on-one time with the Lord. And that is the most peaceful, um, humble, most humblest place that, that you could ever be in is in the presence of the Lord. And so, you know, when I think about where I could have been and where I, you know, where I might should be and where God has placed me at, it's really a humbling, a humbling experience to think about. So, you know, um, that's the greatest outlet for me is the worship time. Definitely. I can relate with you a hundred percent, hundred percent. And, um, I would definitely say that I really would love for you to to give some insight on the the stage that you said that was the middle because a lot of times we'll get stuck there and like you said it seems like it will allow it we'll allow it to to linger to stay longer and um if you guys been listening of course you listen to the setback is a setup but what happens when you become uh, the product in what you're doing you do and you don't want to fix it or you you know but it's not I'm not mature enough to really stop doing this yet um what in the middle where you were saying you know you're going to give us the beginning the middle what what piece really released when you found God okay so the beginning again like I said was the childhood pieces you know um, scrambled up and not knowing a lot that happened to me that why we were taken away from our parents and you know feeling the rejection and feeling the pain and feeling a lot of things that I couldn't put my finger on but I could feel it on within the middle part to me is like I said in my 20s when I was lost and didn't know I was lost, thought I was doing okay. Um, And I think a breaking point for me was when I went to my church back home in Elkhart and um, Kingdom Impact, Pastor Newsom, he was always phenomenal about sharing your greatness, what God has called you to be. There was a time when he was preaching and a lot of people were, you know, under the spirit. And I just remember something breaking in me. I could, my stomach was so tight. I remember my head just feeling like so swole as far as just crying out to the Lord for a change because I knew I didn't want to stay the same. I didn't want to stay the same person that was going to the club and then coming to the church. Um, the same person that was addicted to shopping, um, you know, constantly drinking wine to try to fit in with a certain crowd or, you know, doing things that were not on my level. And I was always wanting more, but was not doing that. And so I remember um, just feeling high in the spirit, high in the Holy Spirit, and even driving in the car, feeling so lightweight. And I feel like this is the time I'm actually going to turn from these ways. 
I'm going to truly repent. Because repent means to actually do something different. And I had no no longer a desire for the attention or, you know, all the things I was trying to seek for. And um, I just knew that, you know, once it was time, when it was time for me to move to um to ten, was like Tennessee to uh, Texas that that was going to be a new chapter for me and I think that's when I really really was really trusting and I still am I was really trusting God to do something new in my life so um, the combination of going to my church and constantly seeking God there and then you know really being filled with the Holy Spirit um, this particular Sunday and really feeling like when I hit that ground and I just laid out there crying, I remember crying so hard and I remember almost wailing. It was almost like that, that, that little girl in me that needed to cry, that never did get a chance to cry, never did get a chance to cry for her parents as she was leaving in the car with a social worker, never did get a chance to cry when she, when I yearned for my father and didn't know I was yearning for a father, you know, um, never did get a chance to cry. Um, when I was 18 and really felt vulnerable all alone when my adopted mom passed, you know? And so that was a time where I really got to just let it all out, let it all out, you know? So, I mean, I'm telling you, God does new things and, you know, and that's what he did for me. Yeah, that is beyond the words that we I mean I'm pretty sure all of us can feel what you're saying because like you said um, we can't remember some things but we can definitely feel them the Mm -hmm. same concept when I coach and and teach about letting people know that you know of course you don't have to address your pain but it doesn't mean that it's not there you can pretend that it's not there you can just keep moving and develop different things to cover the pain up doesn't mean that it's not there it's still there still Mm -hmm. does hurt when you sit down and be still somehow you always need something else but when there is nothing that pain is there to linger and to remind you that you haven't dealt with it and so um this is dealt with pain that's speaking you know you you sat down like you said in that middle place I was able to to get that cry out I was able to in a way lose myself to find God and then mm-hmm. in return God gave me me again amen yeah wow exactly. wow wow so I mean kind of on those words that you were saying I'm going to go right into um the poem that kind of matches exactly what we're saying right now as far as the middle part of my transition into womanhood and allowing God to move remove those old things and make me new and allow myself to welcome that newness This one is called, this was entitled, I Am. Lightweight, drifting. You know, this poem goes along with what we were just just speaking about. And this one is entitled, I Am. And this is the transitioning from the shaken hood of womanhood like just going through the shambles going through the day-to-day monotony you know to now saying you know what god do something new with me i'm tired of the broken pieces i am light weight drifting swaying falling 
lifeless. As a leaf from the red maple tree falls to the rhythm of autumn's wind, so was I lost in sin. Before crashing to the ground, never to be seen again, you made me new from within. Who am I that you would save me? In that moment, it was in you that I discovered the greatness, you. Then upon my heart, your canvas was formed, vibrant colors I did see, life-giving word from destruction to transformation, you <sighs> revived me. Laid your life down that I may take hold of mine. The essence of you makes life worth living for those who were once lost and now found. Who shine in liberty when once bound. One glorious sunrise in you I found my crown. This queen's worth extends light years away. I am your daughter in your kingdom. You reign forevermore. Intimacy passion father you never deprive me no longer seeking attention from this world but intoxicated with your greatness what mess did you put back together again after you touched me my mess became a message a breaking away from sin in all of you i stand your present cap your presence captivates my soul my spirit stands awaiting your command for you are the one who has made me one, I am whole again. So that's that piece that explains a transition from brokenness to wholeness. Wow. Wow. I am, I'm in awe. I'm over here just like, you know, when you hear something, you just get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> it puts you in a place where you're just like in awe, like, by listening to these words I'm so encouraged that I'm whole and that's what we want we want people to hear and listen and think different so that they can live different and then of course that commitment to God you ask before you move she definitely Mm -hmm. you can hear this poem but it's the the pauses the exaggerations the inhale exhale part just how it jumps off of just being a poem it becomes a reality that we can understand that this is this is who you are this is why Mm -hmm. I said it's your natural language um Mm -hmm. I'm just man what do do I say after that (laughs) I don't know I just know that you know um I give God the glory I just you know want to get stronger in him as we all do And I thank him for the opportunity to just be able to give him the glory for where I'm at in my life, where he's taken me and where he's brought me and just for who he is, mostly for who he is, because he's done it. He can do it and he's doing it for whoever would allow him to do it. Yes. Now that is that's 100 percent. We've got to be available. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so as we begin to close here, um, I just want to go ahead and, and wrap up that question. I know I asked you. Um, to prepare something that you're willing to let go of right to help somebody else and you've done that I want to be able to wrap up the place of present and and kind Mm -hmm. of you know I want to tell you um, a great 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 quote and and I want you to be able to to just think about it and then um, of course you know elaborate Um, so 
<clears throat> excuse me so um mother Teresa says I alone cannot change the world but I can cast the stone across the river to create many ripples and so to me just by the availability the effort the preparation the authenticness and genuineness that you gave um, beauty has to be restored in somebody because somebody needed to hear everything that you said somebody wasn't willing to just share what that ugliness was to get to the beauty that God has for us there's a beautiful song called you know you said my, my place that I release is in worship and mm-hmm. I believe that song is called beauty to ash or yeah my beauty into ashes or my ashes into beauty where he talks about how like of course there was something that burned up and the ashes are left and those are that that's just it's a mask of just dirt and just those ashes somehow mm-hmm. begin to become beautiful through God's mm-hmm. perception and how we live our lives so my question really is you know what what is the like real takeaway here that you're releasing that you're saying I don't want to walk walk away without somebody understanding this because I'm releasing it I'm letting it go because I'm willing to move into the new present me. Well, the main thing is that I want people to know that they're not alone. For a long time, I felt alone, even when people were around me. And again, I think that stems from, like I said, everything that I've talked about before. When you, you know, you come from a, I keep saying broken childhood, but that really, that really does affect a person. And a lot of times, like I said, we camouflage it. We don't even know that it exists, that a problem exists within us. You know, we could be very agitated. We could be very on the defense. We could be all these different things that we don't realize until somebody that really loves us sits us down and tells us, you know, you've got some things going on with, within you. And even when they sit us down, sometimes it takes uh, other things in life that sits us down. And we realize, oh, we've got an issue that we that we need God to fix. This is not something that, that we can fix. And so, you know, what I want to let go of and what, what I want people to let go of is to realize you are not alone in this life. You are not alone in this life. You know, you, the main goal is to become one with Christ. Just become one with him so you can fill all of those missing pieces that you think you have. Because really, all those people that couldn't stay in your life was for a reason. And some people are here just to birth you, but they're not here to cultivate you. They're not, they, not, they didn't have the capacity, and that's okay. You still can love them. And some people don't have the capacity to hold us through life. That's okay. And so we need to realize to let go, forgive, and to realize we're not alone on this journey. I know a lot of times I felt so rejected. I felt so neglected that even people that loved me, I found it I found it hard to even look them in the eyes. I didn't realize I was not present. I was not present. And there was a couple of times that even yourself was able to tell me, hey, sweetie, hey, sis, where you at? You know what I mean? And I respect that. And that was a couple of years ago. And I realized I wasn't even present for myself. I was just going through life to get through life. That's not a way to live. And so one thing, like I said, is you're not alone. Become one with Christ by getting an intimate relationship with him is 
as much as you can every day. Get Reach out to those that love you for support and know that the pain is not greater than the testimony and the pain is not greater than the victory. The victory is greater. It depends on who you give credit to. I decided to stop giving victory to my pain and become, let that pain become a victory story. You know, ladies, you're not alone out there as a single mom. I was a single mom pretty much for 10 years. My son is 13. I'm getting married October this year. You know, God can restore your life. He can bring in great things. You just have to have the open arms and release that baggage. Bit by bit, release that baggage. Ask God to drop it off. Just take it, Lord. You know, you don't have to carry the burden your whole life. That's a heavy weight. And I realized in my 20s, I was having shortness of breath. I was holding my breath. I was out of breath. And it wasn't because I was out of shape. It was because I was holding a lot of tension in my shoulders and chest just from carrying the weight of the world on me. We don't have to do that. Please don't do that. You're not alone. And so that's the main thing I want people to understand is that God is by your side. You just have to open your heart and open your eyes. Wow, definitely. I I am there. This episode, y'all, has been such a release. It's been an eye-opener. It's been a moment where we are able to sit down and just be in your living room with you, be in your car, be in your space, and help you take off the the normal that you hold because like my sister has told you um you're not alone we know that um this podcast does exercise your faith we want you to be active when something is good happening right you need to go and tell somebody hey look i had a great day today just share that small piece put a little bit of emphasis like she said don't choose to give your pain the victory and you can do that by using your words and then Um, going into even your thought process taking some time and really sitting down understanding where you are I hope that you've understood everything and the purpose of today was to let you know that you're not alone that in this womanhood journey you don't know how to start it you don't know what it looks like especially in your childhood like Becky said it's broken pieces but those pieces are going to become a masterpiece when God creates the rest of it um And he's already developed the rest of it. It's just that we've got to live out the purpose to get there. We've got to be able to give up some things. Like she just said, I'm going to let this go. How many of you know that when you do something like this, really bold, and you stand on what God is saying, you do his will, that he gives you something that you can't even think that you're going to get? Amen. This is why I love God. I love him because he blows our mind every time we think that we've got it figured out. We don't have it figured out. We need to stop thinking that we have it all together and be accepting that even in the middle, even in the beginning, even in the present, the walls of the mind can't be defined with God. God is not, he don't work on our time. He don't work in our dimensions. He's God. So we have to learn how to release, how to let go, how to be willing and understand. I know that we don't have enough time right now, but I really would love to have my sister come back and talk about this concept where she kind of we talked about this when we first started podcasting and um she really blew me because I was like wow only God would tell her this if we would think about the consequences versus our choices and so 
over time, you know, we could say we are successful, but in true success, many of the mindsets and frames are different. And so as womanhood, it takes a strong person to say, even in my weakest, even when I didn't know, even when I should have lost my mind, I found strength. That's that. Po- this is that podcast. Uh, this is my sister. We she talking about her father that that that's my father too. We all are one in the same here. So when you hear this episode, know that you have heard something very exclusive. These poems are written by Becky. This is her words. Um, you can find her on social media. I'm gonna have that in the description. Again, she is out in Houston. Uh, Becky. Is there anything else that you would love to share or just close us out on? Um, Again, I just thank you all for listening. I just know that your lives will be blessed um, just by being able to be in tune and just know that, you know, your dreams are never too late to start, which I'm sure a lot of you know that, but it's too late to reiterate that. It's never enough to reiterate that because so many things sap our energy and sap our time and, and sap our zeal for life. We have to reiterate to ourselves every day when we hit the ground running. I tell my students, this is another day to try again. So don't forget, this is another day to try again. This is another moment, another night. Whenever you're listening to this, this moment is another chance to do something great for God's kingdom so that he can richly bless those around you and your life. All right, y'all. Well, you've been listening to Just Getting Started. And I just want to let you know, may the Lord bless you. Um, You have been listening to, again, Becky Orr. This is my sister. And in her strength and her pain, she has shared transparency today 